It's methodical. Welcome to 2-Bit Encryption, the officially unofficial podcast for Mr. Robot on USA. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. We have seen Season 4, Episode 9, titled Conflict. Uh, no conflict in this episode. I was surprised by the title. What did you, you think of this one? Is that an actual 409 error code? Or is this the uh-huh. first one that they just said, really? It's yeah. just 409 conflict? Apparently. Really? Huh. Uh, so... I want to break this out in two parts. I think this episode is actually really good. It's exciting and it's gripping and the hacking is, is, is above average with a couple of important, um, you know, points of descent. Uh, and I thought like the stuff between white Rose and price was incredible. Um, I thought the, the stuff between like Darlene and Mr. Robot was incredible. Um, and I quite like seeing the Davis group get their comeuppance and it felt appropriately triumphant. Um, the other part of it is that I, you know, this is kind of like Luke Skywalker blowing up the Death Star and, and, uh, Star Wars. It's fucking awesome, but it doesn't really make a lick of sense that this guy shot down this moon in a space plane. And <laughs> this hack, like I, I said this, like, like was it last week or the week ago? It's like kind of like, you know, meditating is like, how do you destroy? Yeah the wealth of the top one and percent at the top one percent like it's not going to be as simple as like the joker sitting on a literal pile of money in the dark night and covered in gasoline and burning it mm. uh, it's got to be something more complex than that lo and behold that's exactly what sam esmail chose to do and this is why i invented the term tot dab the one thing that drives me absolutely batshit about this show because I don't think Sam Esmail either understands economics or he chooses to uh, endorse this kind of Star Wars economics where the bad guys have an economic Death Star that can be destroyed mm-hmm. by a person in a one-man fighter plane. Yeah. And that makes zero sense to me. It kind of really fucks up with my sense of disbelief, but there it is. The Death Star was exploded. It was fucking awesome. I'm there for the throne room celebration, but it's also a lot more sci-fi fantasy than I was prepared for but i should have been prepared because that's how all the economic stuff has kind of for as as good as the hacks are the economics of this show have always been absolutely looney tunes yeah i'm gonna try try until we get to very end episode to 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 lean on the awesome part of blowing up the death star rather than harping on how you can destroy a moon with a space plane and i i have to say that i'm pretty sure sam esmail understands that this is not real this is not how uh truly wealthy people would be hurt uh financially but because i understand it like there there's no way i understand something that sam esmail doesn't but but about okay. economics or or technology or filmmaking any of that stuff um so yeah i think this is a conscious choice he's making uh and and i don't know if he's making it because he thinks it doesn't matter to the story and the 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 story he's trying to tell doesn't rely on the fact that like this is super realistic but it is a little strange given how sort of realistic the show was supposed to be, right? Like in in many other ways, in the the psychological aspects of the mm-hmm. show and the hacking aspects of the show, they take great pains to actually portray it in a very realistic way. They don't do that with the economics, apparently. Like I, I don't know. Well, my question in that my, in response is then what's the point? I mean, obviously mm-hmm. a point of entertainment is to entertain and Mr. Robot does that very well, but this yeah. as much as any other 
uh, or maybe more so than most entertainment, seemed to have something that was trying to say. And if it's just drawing light, maybe it's just to draw light to this problem. Because essentially, the docs part of this mm -hmm. is the Panama Papers that yeah. literally happened three years ago. And it showed a, a vast, insidious international conspiracy of the very wealthy to deprive the countries they live in of, of tax revenue and to steal wealth from nations and to hide it in criminal offshore accounts. And it named names and it named and, 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 uh, 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 it named amounts and it outlined how this all happens. And zero has been done about it. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe this is like, a, you know, a way to draw attention to that. Um, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like, cause like, like it seems like this is as, as big a fantasy as anything else. And I, so I'm like, I, I mean, I, I go, I watch this and like, if it's a, if it has a point, the point I take away from it is the only way you can beat the, the wealthy criminals running the world is through some kind of fantasy means. What you need is the, the, the master sword from Zelda. Mm -hmm. You need to go to the third graveyard on the fourth gravestone. You need to push it. And instead of a ghost popping out, there'll be a staircase and you go down there, you trade 12 heart containers, you get the magic sword and you go take it to death mountain and you fuck. Nah, no, no. turns out that's just the boomerang <laughs> that gets you the key. You need to unlock the first. And I'm like, that's depressing dungeon. And then you get yeah. your mall. Yeah. That's, that's just depressing. Right. Um, and, uh, I, that, that's, I, I, I don't know. That's, that's the, the takeaway, but it was really awesome when they blew up the death star. I have a couple of defenses that, that maybe I think the show is trying to lay out mm -hmm. of this whole scenario. Lay it on we'll, me. Cause I'm we'll, actually, well, we'll wanting... get into it. I think as we go through the episode, oh, okay. I, I want to point out the, the places where it's trying to do something other than just saying we took their money we win uh yeah but yeah we'll get there housekeeping club members this housekeeping tidbit is for you as you probably know jim and i love christmas and we've had this nice little tradition where we drink up and do podcasts and live watches of movies with some kind of coordinated christmas theme and we do especially drunken lunches with jim and aaron on fridays this year, the theme is Mary McAllister McLeanmas 2, Christmas Harder. And we'll be doing the sequels to movies we've covered in previous Christmas celebrations, such as Home Alone 2, Jingle All the Way 2, Die Hard 2, and as is tradition, a final surprise movie for Christmas Day. And non-club members, we have not left you out. Last year, we did a very Giamatti Christmas, which was a 12-minute animated short slash epic tone poem about Paul Giamatti desperately trying to get a last-minute Christmas project greenlit, and it received um, mixed reviews. So Jim and I decided to release it to a wider audience, hoping it gets the appreciation that I, I I don't does does it deserve appreciation? Re reviewers suck. Uh, <laughs> this I know. There's one thing in life I know. Reviewers suck at everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm particularly proud of that project. I thought it was great. I still love it, and I think more people should see it. And we're going to take steps to make sure that happens. So if you want to see the full schedule and access all the Christmas season celebration, go to ballmove.com. You literally won't be able to miss it. Uh, the very Giamatti Christmas is at the very bottom of that page. So scroll down. And uh, check it out. See what you think. Finally, me, Cecily, and Jim put out the second episode of One Weird Trick over at SwizzBold.com this week. This one, we give advice on dealing with depressed parents, managing a difficult career transition, and late 20s dating on way. On way. How do you pronounce it? On way. On way. If any of those sound... If, if any of those sound good, please check out BaldMove.com to subscribe or search for the show name wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Should we start with a recap? Yeah, let's do it. Okay.
Uh, we start off with Mr. Robot and the rest of Elliot's family of alters gathering in the boardroom of their mind. I There's a lot of talk about what this room is, uh, but they're discussing the latest developments in Elliot's psyche. Uh, Mr. Robot decides he needs to finish Elliot's mission and afterward he'll quote unquote show him what he did, which is very ominous. Uh, and that Darlene might be the one who can actually help them help Elliot. Um, and they talk about the mom aspect of this personality or whatever the hell it is. Uh, talks about how this poor boy has been asleep so long we might lose him forever. Hasn't woken up since. Interrupted. I'm interrupted by, well, that's not true. He woke up for Darlene. And I'm like, mm -hmm. hmm, that's interesting. The whole what did he do? Like, some people are speculating that the what he did was beat his dad to death with that baseball bat. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've seen it throw around that perhaps he caused the Washington Township uh, and some problem. Some kind of adolescent or pre-adolescent hacking attempt. Yeah, yeah. something. Um, yeah. There's, there are a lot of theories out there. None of them have like conclusive proof. I don't think conclusive proof exists so far. So let me, so one, th two weeks ago, we didn't have time to talk about all the feedback we got. And one of the feedback I had to skip was by AJV. And he talks about this concept of an Alderson loop. And I'm going to just go ahead and read his email now. So, hey, guys, um, I had an interesting programming nugget that relates to the concept of an Alderson loop. Essentially, it's an infinite loop that occurs when you're iterating through a loop that breaks specific conditions, but those conditions are not actually attainable. Easiest example is if you code uh, an error box to pop up that can only be dismissed by clicking OK or cancel, but you don't actually have an OK or cancel button on the error box. That's actually, I think, the canonical Alderson loop. It's some dude at Microsoft, last name Alderson, huh. created a dialog box, could only be dismissed by hitting OK or cancel and forget to put the buttons there. I've never heard that term, though I intimately understand the concept. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I didn't either, actually. A few times. Like, yeah. I've been, you know, I've been doing computer shit since I was like 12 years old, and I'd yeah. never heard it referred to as this but here you go um i don't think it's a stretch to apply this metaphor to elliot who has been in an endless loop of denial and pain that can only break out of once he fully admits and accepts the horrors his father inflicted upon him when he was a child which was revealed in this episode so i read that and then this week in researching the show i read people talking about this allerson loop concept and the fact that like we know that Elliot has a series of personalities that he's mentally locked up and compartmentalized. You know, that's been, you know, baked into the show since season one. Mm -hmm. And we also know that there's a lot of statements where this iteration of Elliot that we see that we become a, our friend that we've become acquainted with over the years is a recent construct. Um, I think Dar Darlene or Angela mentioned that he was born a, a month ago. Mm -hmm. uh, he's so fresh that he forgot that he's the sis Darlene's brother and tried to kiss her. There's a lot of things that he doesn't have. He, he has vague awareness of his own past history and people are always correcting him. So there is an interesting, compelling theory about how this Alderson loop is almost like um, the concept of memento. Um, that you have this man who's driven by a trauma. If you mm -hmm. haven't seen Memento, it's about a guy who is trying to find a murderer of his wife, and he can't, but but he's got um, severe short-term memory loss where he can't form new memories. Every five minutes, his his life resets to his, his awareness of right after she dies. He's got mm -hmm. various ways to keep track of what he's doing. He's got Polaroid cameras. He makes notes on his body. He tattoos important facts on his body. But one of the re one of the reveals in that movie is that there is a s other person who is taking advantage of his condition to use him as like a hitman, mm -hmm. to like feed him false clues and information and send him after different targets. 
one of the most interesting theories I think is that his there's a conspiracy amongst his personalities to like use this damage in the system to like you know have him do something useful with his life so essentially you know um we know that right before he we started following him this in in this uh show that he got uh put uh went through a court a process that sentenced him to mandatory counseling because he set a server room on fire mm -hmm. uh there's this theory that uh he might have caused something to go wrong in the washington township that there's like these these personalities essentially reset the main elliot and point him in a new direction to cause mayhem each and every time and I kind of like that, that like the mom or the Mr. Robot is like, you know, kind of using him as a digital hitman. Yeah, it's interesting concept. The The one thing that I don't want them to do with that uh -huh. concept is to return to it at the very end. Um, that would feel bad to well, me cause the if, if we just start the loop over again as the the finale yeah well i mean that's like one of the leading leading um i know yeah i was reading some uh, of this stuff it, one of the, the leading proponents of it is saying that that's exactly what's going to happen that like you're going to have a hello you're going to he's going to wake up and there's going to be a hello friend and he's going to forgot everything that happened in the last four episodes and or the last well, four well, seasons I, I guess i would be okay with that if the world has changed and this episode maybe seems to say that it is mm -hmm. uh so yeah, I guess like it's a sad ending for Elliot, I think, mm -hmm. but it could be a better ending for all of humanity. Well, but it's like one of those things where it's like this is the latest try that they've done mm -hmm. that they've to try to get even with the world. Um, so it's like maybe yeah, but they this... want to help Elliot. Like mm -hmm. I, I believe Mr. Robot when he says he wants to help. Would the personality that is sticking him in this loop be like his mother or young Elliot or? I don't know. Another altar that we're not privy to. Because yeah, like the kid aspect of him. Um, I don't know. This third, this third, uh, this this third identity is very mysterious, and I also think mm -hmm. that it's a mistake to refer to them as just three. Because clearly, his mom is part of this, and clearly, this you've already got yeah. four identities right now. Right. Um. So like, I I don't know what that. There's there's the idea that. This kid, Elliot, is like his, you know, that was the part of him that got frozen when Mr. Robot split off and started to protect him. Mm -hmm. And that there's this, the, 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 I guess this theory that I like the most is that the third uh, version of Elliot is kind of like the true adult Elliot who's kind of, you know, aware of all the, but they try to keep him locked, locked away because maybe he's the, I don't know, he's the, the craziest one of them or he's the one that like tends to fly off. And I, I don't know. Yeah. But angry Elliot is yeah. what people why, call Why it. don't you like if so? I, I just don't really like big reset buttons on shows. Yeah, but is the, the name Alderson is pretty I fucking know. damning. I know. You know, really that's, that's a loop that you cannot escape from. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I hear you on that. But, but the thing is, is like, I also think there's a way. I also read an interview with Esmail this week that claims that the there's a two episode block. I think it's the final two episodes. Mm. that he envisioned as and scripted out as a feature film and they've sort of worked this season backwards from those and and the whole mr robot concept of, of a series has been to like you know work up to that feature film kind of thing mm -hmm. um and i could easily see a feature film like memento being just kind of like closed loop that you could just see resetting over and over and over again and it would be weird so, so it just seems it seems to me that that's just the direction we're going to head down to. And that can be awesome. Like I said, Memento is fucking mind-blowing. It's a great film. Um, 
but I, but I, I don't I'm know. O- I'm more okay with that in a film because I've invested Ex- two to three hours of my time. But when I've invested four years, five yeah. years of my time, yeah. I want a satisfying conclusion to that, not something that's going to make me say, hmm, well, I guess the main character's fucked and he's stuck in a loop. Oh, well. Well, it's satisfying because, like, it could could something be, like, really depressing and soul-crushing and satisfying? Because I've ex- personally yes, experienced that. But but I, I really, for me, that is not the reset button. The reset button to me is not satisfying. Hmm. Like anytime you're looking into a snow globe, anytime it was all a dream, anytime I agree that's stuck in a loop and you can't get out of it. Like, uh, all that stuff. I'm not saying it's bad writing. I'm just saying I don't particularly prefer it. All right. So I hope that's not the way this goes. But, but I think the, the idea of Ellie being stuck in a loop is interesting and probably right. Mm -hmm. I just hope he gets out of it. I hope this is the final iteration of that loop. Yeah, the um the 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 opening shot of this of Mr. Robot going down that long blue corridor, I thought mm-hmm. was amazing. In fact, when I first wa- started watching this episode, I was looking down um fumbling with something to to I, I forget, I was dismissing something, uh hadn't fully engaged my attention and I kind of caught on or uh, the corner of my eyes. I thought that like they somehow did a digital morph when he was walking towards us and then like when he went in the darkness that they smoothly just blended him together walking away. So it looked uh, like he just kind of walked to the middle and then walked back uh-huh. and and came and I thought like holy shit that was amazing and then <laughs> I kind of kind of annoyed they didn't because there is that hard cut where they go from back and I think they could have done it and that would have been really trippy and mind blowing but it was yeah. it, it is a beautiful looking shot and it's a trippy way to open the episode and I will say that this stuff is the thing I think I'm most invested in like Elliot's character mm-hmm. and his development yep. is far more interesting than you know robbing deus group blind because it's been i think expertly told and it's 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 it feels real it feels you know um it feels grounded it feels very relevant um and it's got an emotional punch Mm -hmm. so and coming into this season i wouldn't have guessed that's what i would be most invested in correct i i I was still very much on board with like what is white rose's plan uh how is this hack going to go down? Those are the things that I really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Now I'm more about how does Elliot live his life after the fact, yeah. uh, after, he, after he knows the facts, right? So yeah, uh, it's exciting. And and to the point where I've sort of, like White Rose's Machine is just a footnote at this point to me, mm-hmm. but we've got four more episodes and I'm thinking a lot of it has to do yeah, with that. Every single time I try to think about what White Rose's Machine is, I just like, I don't fucking care. Because the Congo thing is gotta be busted, right? Like this is such tight timing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, this like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, unless they're gonna hit the reset button on that and it turns out that. And I think that's more what White Rose's breakdown is about. Yeah. Um, Right, like I said, we'll we'll talk about it. There's going to be a there. delay. She ran out of time, but I don't know because yep. the other thing is the way everyone. I would be inclined to think one of the reasons I, I would be I, I I'd be on board with this being like you know what this is actually a false victory because it's mm-hmm. not that easy to destroy wealth yada yada, but everything about Zhang slash White Rose's performance told told me that they believed that this was a death blow to their efforts. Yeah. And let's, that let's save save some of that for the yeah the scene when we get there because there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about yeah yeah okay around that um, so the next scene we move on Mr Robot continues with the hack uh, along with Darlene mm-hmm. who realizes it's actually not Elliot she's speaking with and has a million questions 
just a million. Mr. Robot answers exactly zero of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip shows up, which is To be is fair, risky. she's kind of being cagey herself because they both had a pretty fucking full day. Oh, yeah. Full Christmas day. And neither one of them are telling each other shit. Yeah. Hmm. If I'm comparing days here, I think Elliot's had it rougher. He's been hit by a car. He's been chased by the police. Uh... Found out his dad molested him. Yeah, had to had to come to grips with that at gunpoint mm-hmm. with a, a, a insane person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's gone through a lot, and Darlene, you know, was almost killed, but right involved but in some stranger lost lost drama. Her, her girlfriend. I don't know what she is at this point, but uh, yeah, there's some bad shit happened to both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I Mr. do love Robot's the fact that over. she can she can tell just by the like the sweetheart. It's it's the one word. Like I I immediately knew when he said sweetheart oh, before they turned the camera around to Darlene. I'm like, oh, she's gonna recognize that. But I also think that like that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Rather, like because her whole demeanor was kind of like there's something off here to something off here, and I like the yeah. fact that people that know Elliot can tell immediately when it's and and even yeah, like Vera, they've done a great job with that. You know, when Kristen Slater took over the the wheel in that episode, like Vera mm-hmm. right away knew like, oh, this is not Elliot anymore. And I yeah. I think that's really cool and they sell that um they sell that just with, you know, swapping out actors, but they've also done it a time or two when like uh Elliot has to do it, you know, from a perspective where we don't get to switch swap out to Kristen Slater and it, it's, yeah. it's 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 great. It's great. Mhm. Um, so Philip shows up, which is extremely risky, and he asks for a favor. He wants Elliot to destroy White Rose's machine using a thumb drive that he claims has everything he needs to know. Is this separate from the Congo project? It is, yes. The machine? Is the machine the thing that's in the Washington Township power facility? That's a good question, because I've always viewed the Congo project as a machine, because you need to ship it. Um, but but we have seen possible. a massive machine, and like if if... Yeah, I don't understand what the so the USB key had nothing to do with the hack. Like Elliot didn't open no. it, he didn't look at it, and it's now they're post hack, so he can go through it. So like, if if what they did this episode would have destroyed the machine, <laughs> then what the hell is Price doing here? I think that this is like a two step type of thing. Like, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah, this had nothing to do with destroying the machine. So you do now think the Congo project is separate from the machine? No, I think they, I think they could be one and the same. Well, then how did fucking up the shipping of it uh, uh, permanently not... Like, why did Philip have to come and specifically say... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so this hack does fuck up the Congo shipping. Yeah, it's like if a house was on fire and well, Elliot was going to go put it out with a with a fire truck and well, Philip Price was no, bankrolling so, that project and he says, I need you to do a favor, make the house wet. Like, uh-huh. okay, but, but, I'll but do that, But I think that, there's Philip. an assumption built into that. The, yeah. the, the Congo thing is off now. Because their money has been stolen, isn't it? Why would that be the case? Okay, well then you're, you're are, making are you're actively... making me wait till the end of the episode to make that argument. But like, well, I, I'm just questioning. Like, are what are these funds for? Are these funds to bankroll their lifestyle? Are these funds to bankroll specifically the Congo project? And if they're not for the Congo project, then why does this affect the Congo project? I that I mean, my argument is they do affect. They are for the Congo project. She needed it for. I don't know that that's true, but mm. I, I do think the Congo project is in jeopardy now because of what Darlene did, the audible that she calls in this episode. Like doxing them, I think, mm. is the more destructive thing to the Congo project than taking the money in their bank accounts. That's that's wild. That's wild to me. Okay. Well, that, 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 we that, can that, discuss the, it further. Yeah, okay. Um, 
Philip makes the claim here that what Angela wanted all along was to destroy this machine. I feel like that is very much not what Angela wanted until maybe the very end. Yeah, always when wanted. Philip talked her into yes. believing that White Rose was a fraud. Agreed. I think that's her final disposition, but like, yeah, it wasn't. I, Philip has a distorted view of Angela, in my opinion. Oh, of course. Throughout this entire episode, but they don't play it like that. Uh -huh. Toward the end, they play it like Philip has known Angela better than White Rose did mm -hmm. the whole time. That's possible, but not better than Elliot or Darlene or anything like that. Or us as an audience member. Yeah, like, uh -huh. yeah, I just don't. I don't agree with his assessment of Angela yeah. in this scene. It's hard to say because, like, uh, I think that if Angela understood White Rose being behind her mother's death, then you could say that what she's always wanted was to destroy the thing that, that hurt her mom. Mm -hmm. And then there's a brief period of time where she got brainwashed by White Rose into thinking that she, that, that was that she needed to actually support it because that's how she would get her mother back. That's how they could reset and put everything back to the way it's placed. And then yeah. when that illusion was shattered, she was back on to fuck, fuck what I now understand to be the thing that caused my mother's death, this White Rose project. So, I don't know. Okay. It's some Ben Kenobi certain point of view <laughs> yep, shit. That's but. exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, I like that they set up here this sort of vulnerability in the plan because this this plan with the, the two-factor authentication codes sort of requires Elliot to tip his hand before the hack is complete. And it sets up a lot of stakes with these codes. Like if somebody gets suspicious and they need them all, they need to run us all simultaneously because if they spring any part yeah. of the trap first, then it's at least one person will be able to get away. Yeah. And, and, um, importantly, they could shut down, you know, the, the transfers, right? Like mm -hmm. if, if somebody gets wise to this, calls up the rest of the deus group and just, just sends a text, like we're being hacked, mm -hmm. the plan could go off the rails. Yeah. So good stuff there. Uh, Mr. Robot explains the hack uh, as Philip arrives at the meeting. Unfortunately, White Rose is the only one there. Uh, Robot answers some of Darlene's questions about Angela off screen, and Darlene says how much she misses Angela. Mm -hmm. And then Philip and Mr. Robot both realize something is wrong with this meeting. So uh, Mr. Robot and Darlene start digging, and they figure out there are now two meetings happening. Uh, one with Philip and White Rose, and the other one with the rest of the Deus group. Yeah, they hacked uh, Wellick's phone yep. uh, to see his calendar so they could see that he got invited to the right one. But this is sets up the, unintentionally, this sets up the tension because now yeah. they've got 99 of their targets at one location and one that's stubbornly in this other location, and they have to be two places at once. Yeah, this is a this is much better than just going through with the hack the way uh -huh. it was planned. Um, and I, and calling I was these audibles during mid hack yeah, are, yeah. are what I kind of live for with this show. Sure, sure. And I was kind of half right that like, because like last week I said it would be really cool. I think if if Darlene came and saved the day, and she does, like she's. Oh, yeah. a, but but they in in the end is like a Wonder Twins power activate. Yep. They both had to do their thing at a very high level, and it was also very. Uh, the, the time pressure was insane. Like the, the, the amount of time that they had to do all this complicated stuff is like what, 15 minutes of real time. Yeah. Um, and the way Angela, her audible, like you said, well, we, we get, to, I don't know. Maybe we won't. Uh, the way Angela's audible <laughs> is forced of calls. Like actually, you mean Darlene, Darlene. Yes. Yeah. The way Darlene called the audible, uh, to get these people exposed to where she could get their phone sniffed or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, put a big clock on Elliot's side of the equation. Right. So it's like the way this stuff kind of elegantly worked. Um, like I said, I, I really like all the hacking aspects. Mm -hmm. There's a couple things I quibble about, but I, I, I like the way it went down. So Philip 
uh, reveals to White Rose that Tyrell won't be coming to her meeting uh, as Darlene goes to the new meeting site and Mr. Robot stays behind to get White Rose's number. Uh, how much of this hack and when do we want to describe it? Because I feel like you That's could good. easily get lost in this hack and yeah. not understand what's going on. And I wanted to kind of provide for people who aren't as technically savvy as uh, the really hardcore Mr. Robot viewers. Yeah, I mean, we can, kind of we can, we can, if you want to walk us through and I'll ch chime in. Uh, I, th I think we should wait a couple of scenes until we get to the actual uh, part of the okay. half that, that it takes off. Um, Starting to get stuck in an Alderson loop of all the things I got to remember to talk about at the <laughs> further well, in this episode myself. Yeah. It's a complicated episode. <laughs> Um, if Jim says wait, then I sleep. There's there's a few great lines in this episode from Philip where he's talking about Tyrell. Uh, he's saying, yeah, I, I heard he wanted to travel to the Southwest in a 65 El Camino, wind whooshing in his hair or whatever. And just the way, the flippant way he's dismissing all of these grand plans. Plus he's got this perfect, like, old guy voice uh -huh. and and such a punchable face yeah and i'm an old man i gave up on foreplay let's skip right to the part where you try to fuck me and i and and they're, they're a smug off because they both feel like they've got the other by the short curlies mm -hmm. and only one of them's right and they kind of like play back and forth between the power and battle you know like who's who's got the upper hand and it's great because these are both really great actors and really despicable characters and yeah it's 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 a lot of fun it's a lot of fun to watch here's where i think they're laying some of the groundwork for what i think is the actual thing that gets to white rose at the end mm -hmm. um philip says i'd expect a mutiny when these when the deus group realizes that tyrell won't be in attendance for your you know meticulously planned meeting um i think what they're trying to say with that is it's not so much about the money here it's about the faith of the Deus group members. And if you don't have that, you have nothing. Because like when you pair this with the idea that like Zhang, White Rose, whatever, has built the Deus group from the ground up mm -hmm. for decades, mm -hmm. um, the idea that, that she could do anything without them is a pretty unbelievable one. Well, and also they set this up with that exposition bomb that Philip the the price like unleashed what seven episodes ago mm -hmm. where that the deus group is going along with her on this big plan but it's increasingly skeptical and begrudging right like okay well i guess we owe this the white rose our loyalty because they haven't given us a, a bum steer yet but there's been increasingly grumbling increasing concerns that like this is kind of a, a stupid plan that people are making fun of them behind their back mm -hmm. And Tyrell's a weak choice for CEO anyway. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's, they, they've set this up, um, pretty nice that where this is kind of like a Waterloo situation. Like this kind of loss of faith could be devastating to White Rose's global domination going forward. Right. And I, I'm thinking that's what they're trying to go with more than the money. But I mean, the money's part they of. They also it. go with the money. Yeah, the money's part of it for sure. So after, um, did Phillip you did you look up this Mato toxin? Because the the thing no. that she said that she's going to in, uh, inject into Price, the, the, that was his like quick oh, death. No, I'd... I looked into it and it's like this form and it's is incredibly uh, deadly, but I couldn't figure. I, I I don't know what it actually does to you and what kills kind you of, probably. Yeah, it probably kills you. Kills you in your sleep painlessly, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but I don't know. 
Hmm. Okay. It's a really exotic. I'd never even heard it before. You know, it's like, huh, I wonder what. And then it's there's just like a three page Wikipedia article where it's like super, super lethal in mice. Apparently it okay. opens up all your calcium channels. Hmm. Have you ever had your calcium channels open, Jim? Twice a week. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> if they all get open, good night. Uh, so a white rose assistant suggests that they call an audible on this plan and shut down the meeting, get everybody out. When white rose refuses to do that, his assistant quits or her assistant quits. Uh, did, did this no one little... has ever picked a better time to quit a job, by the way. Right? <laughs> like this is the last chance. The yeah. last train is leaving. Yeah. Last chopper out of Nam right uh -huh. here. Uh, did this seem ridiculous to you that, that this junior, like this grant 2.0 uh, grant grant come lately, yeah. Is just going to in English dress White Rose down and rage quit and then like give tee up Philip the whole like I don't know Zhang Zhang but like it's bad management when your employees either storm off or blow their brains out yeah. like she's been so disrespectful to White Rose up to this point and I I compare that to like the relative pins and needles that Grant had to walk on and he still got himself his brains blown out. Mm. I don't understand why she must be something. She must be someone really important to white Rose. Like, is she a niece or hmm. I'm trying to think of like why he would allow this to happen. Like when she storms off, why doesn't he just, he snap his, his fingers and the dark army shooter. It's a good question. I get the impression over the past few people who've been close to white Rose, mm -hmm. that there's a grooming process, that there's sure. some kind of like, establishment of trust and all those things um just based on a lot of stuff that irving said mm -hmm. last season but that's the problem it's like the darth maul problem right you have darth maul in episode one and you think oh man it's gonna be the big baddie for the whole trilogy but you kill him in mm -hmm. the final act of the first movie and then you got to introduce a new one yeah and like nothing so like if that's true and this whole fucking show takes place in the in the what seven months so Grant was like her second command. She, yeah, they got the problem of they haven't shown us the grooming yes. process for these people, yes. and so we don't know why White Rose is so trusting and yeah. why the assistant would have. Yeah, in in like what six weeks or like like this. like a couple of months, you know, she would go from replacing Grant to like being yeah. able to say "fuck you, I quit" on the eve of her greatest triumph. Yeah, they're asking us to assume a lot. Yeah, um, which okay. kind of makes me think that they should have kept Grant. Grant around, maybe humbled Grant or bring and Irving him back. Everybody wanted them to anyway. Her, yeah, bring Irving out of retirement. Again. Have have him sitting there on the beach at the beginning of the season, getting a phone Man, call. How much and... better? Okay, the season couldn't be that much better, but with Irving, like Irving, it would be that told... last like tenth of a percent that i really yeah. wanted like like imagine irving star storming out oh man yeah it, it would have been a lot funnier <laughs> a lot funnier right right yeah because uh, it's, it's not only she storm out that like i thought switching to english was a disrespectful re really big fuck you like yeah. really adding salt to the wounds mm -hmm. you know so and it was played that way like Price like going whoa, you know he's like such an asshole. Oh, he's like the guy yeah, at the bar yeah. listening to a couple fighting and like you know rea <laughs> audibly reacting to it. Right, <laughs> it's like come on, man. Got something to say, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then we go to Darlene scoping the new meeting location, and it does not look good. This place is impenetrable. Um, we get a tour of the facility via some of the Deus guests and also the hotel employees. Uh. 
that certainly doesn't help the situation, but our Darlene has an idea. I really like this tour through the thing. Mm-hmm. A, it feels like it's a fucking hitman mission briefing. Right. But also, it really serves to show us how locked down this place yeah, is, right? Like, because like, in any other fucking movie, I, I'm thinking, okay, we're following this uh, this server, and then she's going out to smoke. She kind of looks a little like Darlene, like she uh, might exactly. be able to pass for I, I thought we were going to see and Darlene. Go yep, exactly. And they shut that shit down, yep. telling us, no, everything like, you even thought Even the waiters work, are not allowed to get around. Like, yes. it's like, now get the fuck back in the building. You can't, yeah. It's it's a brilliant piece of filmmaking, I yes, think. Yes, agreed. Um, there, there's also some stuff in here, other things we get to see, such mm-hmm. as the back of what I think is Donald Trump's head. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't Snatch, tell snatching those hamburgers with his little little tiny, tiny hands. hands. Yeah, Do I saw you... a comparison of him picking one up versus the other guy. I mean, so I got two minds of this because I think number one, Donald Trump would be flattered to be considered a part of the Deus group. Yeah, uh, because the top one percent of the one percent. Yeah, yeah, because I, I don't think he's there, and and uh, I don't I don't think he's he's that important. But they did establish in previous seasons the fact that like white rose might be throwing her money and her her might behind trump because he would mm-hmm. be you know uh, a useful idiot for them yeah so like okay maybe he is being allowed to hobnob and all that because you know he's going to be the president and that's an important mm-hmm. that's an important arm of their portfolio so yeah but uh the way it was the way it was filmed though is more like he was he was you know equals with these people and mm-hmm. that's that's a weird that's a weird thing for sam Esmail to to uh assert i think sure yeah yeah i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt though he's is probably like a home alone 2 situation where he just really wanted to be part of the party <laughs> he says look if you guys are going to film in my hotel is cipriani a trump facility no, and they I, need... I have no idea but <laughs> it would be funny if it was yeah uh-huh i need uh, i need to shake macaulay macaulay McCulkins. macaulay McCulkins. i need to shake, yeah <laughs> Colin McCulkins, Colin, I fuck. How, what's this guy's actual name? Macaulay Culkin. Thank you. I need to shake his hand. I need to meet Mr. Robot. Right. I need to meet Mr. I need to look him in his big eyes. How about this? We give you a burger. Sold. <laughs> Sold. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was also wondering if the guy that we follow through most of this hack is not like a Ukrainian ambassador. Yeah. Perhaps. Like, interesting. How how far down does this dig go? Right. 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 I don't know. It's a weird dig because, like I said, if I was Trump, I'd be flattered. Yeah, it'd be like you know being at uh, being in uh, like the uh, on the boardroom of Spectre in a James Bond movie, like weirdly mm-hmm. flattering. You know, if you're like a Russian oligarch, like you want to kind of you, you must your ego must be flattered to be like in, in in a James Bond film. Same way here. I mean, I'd be flattered if I was in a James Bond film. Shit, yeah. Even call as a me, villain. call me Daniel Craig. Uh, so. We go back over to Mr. Robot, who calls Philip's phone, and White Rose answers. White Rose tries to convince Mr. Robot, and then Elliot, who shows up, that Angela is still alive and that she can prove it. Uh, it almost works on both Elliot and Philip, but Elliot has absolutely no reason to trust White Rose and tells her to fuck off. And then he gets a message from Darlene telling him to turn on the TV, and he sees a new F Society video doxing all of the Deus groups, sending the meeting into a panic. Mm-hmm. This and, is, and a less, White Rose this is literally a less stylish Panama Papers, though. Like ever, you know, the whole secret files and all that stuff. That that actually. Imagine happened. if the Panama Papers were accompanied by a cool video of a person. I kind of wish they were. Yeah, yeah. instead of this, like, you know, uh, meek disclosure to respected journalists, just like fucking yeah, get the anonymous, get the Guy Fox mask yeah. out. Some, the theater. Yeah. Get some 
Get yeah, some entertainment sex, in there. Sex it up. Sex mm-hmm. it up. Maybe that's what this the what Sam's trying to say is like we gotta we we gotta you know be louder and stupider about how we go about. Yeah, use our own our business uh, yeah. tendencies toward the the idiotic the and the yeah. sensational to mm-hmm. really sell the stuff. Yeah, could be. Uh, do you want to talk about like Philip and and Elliot and Mister Robot like kind of being almost sold on this, like half sold on White Rose's uh, assertion that she can prove Angela's still alive? I. No, well, I don't know what to say about it because as I was, all the times I've watched this, I was kind of like, I think the the guy who plays Philip Price sold it, but like, it's hard for me to believe because as he himself says, like I, even me who saw Angela's mm-hmm. lifeless body drug away, started thinking that maybe there was some kind of chance. And Key, he also knows what this plan is apparently, right? Sure. Like he hands his drive over, says, here's everything you need to know about the machine. Yeah. I, th- I think he understands what White Rose is trying to do, and I, I do think I do think that we will probably see some version of Angela. It's just not going to be mm-hmm. Angela. It okay. might be a simulation of Angela. It might be an artificial intelligence replication of Angela. It might be so, but it won't be actually Angela because otherwise, they need to explain to me how Philip and we all saw Angela's brain, brains get blown out on his his back lawn. So. Um, but I do think the way yeah. they're talking about it is there is going to be some version of that that happens. It just will be it'll be counterfeit. It'll be yeah. it'll be an illusion. It'll be a fantasy that she's selling uh, while she gets to uh, inherit the the entire. But I, there's also something there like we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Where is there a possibility that we might overall be for the societal changes that White Rose is trying to, you know, bring about the earth. I don't know. Because I mean, he makes possible. fun of this, like, oh, this new world you want to usher in. Well, the last time we talked to, when when we saw her articulate the new world she wanted to usher in, it's a world that would tolerate people of differences, like, you know, mm-hmm. transsexual, uh, uh, transsexual people, transgendered people, rather, uh, uh, homosexual relationships, like things that I'm broadly like, okay, I don't know if I... I don't know if I would want to like hijack trillions of dollars in the world's governments to bend that to my will instead of just through reason, discourse and persuasion and yeah. and, uh, you know, pleading your case on democratic, you know, institutions. But like it's a Magneto situation, you know, like I wonder if they're playing with that because it, I, when when Philip Price said, oh, your whole plan and your glorious new world that you're trying to build, it's like, I don't know, maybe Maybe we would want to live in her glorious new world. It's no, just we it's don't approve possible. the methods. Yeah, yeah, it's entirely possible. Um, we don't know yet. Yeah. Got to see what that is. Uh, th- there's another thing in this scene that felt very dissonant to me, like the music. The The music in this scene is trying to tell me. It's trying to convince yeah. me as an audience member to trust White Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's building and building to the promise of seeing Angela again. And I, I very much felt the the show trying to force me into uh some kind of sympathy toward white rose here that i knew i shouldn't feel and then the music and, just and falls off a cliff as soon as as soon Elliot as Elliot pier- says no. pierces that that illusion yeah and it great. was really effective uh-huh. as an audience member. i thought all the music is really good i think the the badass hacking music was like some of the I mean, it's hard to compete with what Reznor and his uh, composing partners doing on The Watchmen. Yeah. But there was a couple of, you know, these like really bass heavy hacker 
uh, th- themes and motifs that I was really grooving to. I feel like television as a whole has realized how important music is lately. Yeah, yeah. You got Ramin Jawadi out there doing his Pay stuff. Pay some fucking professionals to do yeah. do some good work, and and it pays off. Absolutely. Um, I do the the so they did that. The whole hopeful music is good. The try. Uh, the only, the, only, the only critique I had is the triumphant music that they play towards the end was a is little bit... Is it because bit, you didn't feel like this was a triumph? I, you know, dude, I'm going to be honest and say that, like, yes, my bias towards that could affect it, but I also thought yeah. it was a little bit... Um, a little bit royalty-free SoundCloud. Okay, <laughs> You know, sure. a little bit of, like, off-brand explosions in the sky. Uh-huh. You know? I feel you. A little bit. Whereas the other stuff I felt like was, like, yeah, this is original and it's exactly what the scene needs and... So, but yeah, yeah it, it could be my own personal biases against how I felt about the hack itself. Speaking of the hacks, the, the hacks. hacks. I don't know how we're going to recap this next 15 minutes or so of mm-hmm. the show because... Pretty threaded. It is. It's very threaded, and it's all tied together with Philip's speech to White Rose and the climax of the hack I, and a narration by Mr. Robot at the it's end that says we won. multi-threaded running on all eight cores. How? <laughs> Should, should we just say, like, the hack happens, and then I can kind of explain what the hack is? Sure, let's do that. Okay. So what are they trying to do here, Jim? So they're trying to get the phone numbers of all the Deus people. Um, and that was established episode one? Episode two, maybe. Uh, when he runs down, like, what the Deus group is, and they're all in all safe, and Ellie comes up with the idea, we got to get him in the same room, we got to set a meeting. All of this starts back then. Mm-hmm. They got to get the phone numbers of all the people in the Deus group. So they can use those those phone numbers to get the credentials uh, to transfer out all the money, mm-hmm. essentially. Because they have the accounts, they have the credentials, but they don't have the two-factor authentication. And what that is, is if you've ever logged yeah. into something with a password, like your bank, and then your bank wants to text you a number, and you respond in, and you plug that in, that's two factors authentication. Right. Um, two different ways to authenticate. Yeah, and so there's a lot of complicated stuff um, technically going on here. Mm-hmm. Like Darlene's plan is to use something called like an IS, IMSI uh, interceptor or something mm-hmm. um, to basically capture all the traffic going from the phone, between the phone and the cell tower mm-hmm. so that she can collect their phone numbers. Yep, and then run them against a Python script that just matches phone numbers to accounts. to From the... Cypress National database yeah. that they took in the previous heist. Right. Because um, obviously there's thousands of phones hitting that cell phone tower. She's narrowing it down to the ones that match up with this, the, the, the uh, information they know on the account. Well, they haven't even hacked that cell phone tower, right? Like th- that's the thing. She's just getting all of the numbers that connect to that cell phone tower at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not really about narrowing it down. Oh, oh the, the search against the database yeah, 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 yeah. is matching phone numbers with. Uh, the actual accounts. Yes. Um, so the other part of this that Elliot is doing is White Rose is the one straggler and mm-hmm. they need, like we talked about earlier, to do all the accounts at the same time so they won't be alerted until it's too late. Right. That something is is gone wrong. Um, so Elliot has to get White Rose's phone number and he doesn't have the IMSI equipment uh-huh. that Darlene has. They only had one physical box uh-huh. that they could use here to capture phone numbers. So he's got to find another way. And his way is to uh, 
essentially fish the telecom employees passwords and well their authentication credentials so, from them so what it looks like when phishing is when you your grandma clicks on a link from her quote-unquote bank Th that they says, say like your social security number has been deauthorized yeah, click you on need this to call link, us now yeah click on or click on this link and log in that link is not your actual bank site you put in yeah. your username and password now they have your username and password so and they use that to elliot needs that one out of probably hundreds of these telecom employees to be stupid enough to fall for it in a 15 minute stretch and it has to specifically be a telecom yeah. employee that has those credentials right yes. like he tries a whole bunch of credentials yes but only one works because that's the first employee he comes yeah. across who is high enough level mm -hmm. to have access to this tower yeah and all this is a little bit improbable that you would be able to do this in such a short period of time it's it's cutting it real close especially yeah. once the, the the senior like they'd be the last people to click on a link like that you know you would think so yeah, yeah. to give up their passwords yeah. like i um, thought phishing was pretty fucking hand wavy at this high level of a hack but whatever it's it's somebody somebody was stupid enough and or i've been in situations could you get where a tech? could you get like, somebody my like my bosses were not smart enough to be trusted with the information that i had to trust them with because they insisted yeah you know like you know, I, almost every boss I've ever had in a company wanted the master password to the network. And I'm like, that's just a really bad idea because I know your, you know, your data hygiene. Yeah, dude. Uh -huh. uh, and it's a bad idea, but they there's a trust element. And so, like, maybe, you know, the vice president of cell phone operations is the idiot that did it on Christmas Eve. And he's got mm -hmm. the authority to go in there. But yeah, so it, it and they did say how, like, high stress and high stakes and last yeah. fucking minute this all was so and and they they really ramp up the tension too because you know it's not just a matter of like well we'll get access to the cell phone tower and have white rose's number mm -hmm. no they have now thousands of numbers right. all connected like you said to this one cell tower mm -hmm. they don't know which is white roses so he's got to send that over to darlene so that she can at the same time so that she can run it through the database yeah. uh find the match and then at the same time yeah. run all 100 yeah uh, transfers. I also thought it was funny just as a, a programmer myself is like that nothing went wrong. And I also like little touches like Elliot, even though he's doing this all in like little sleep and last minute had like <laughs> still enough like professionalism to have a special thing. They like do a countdown of how many he's got and make it all turn red when he's got a hundred of them. Uh -huh. and yeah. Like that's, that's some nice, that's some nice bells and whistles you put in your last minute slapdash hack that mm -hmm. nobody got. There's no string probably <laughs> string transformations or concatenation problems yeah i mean there a lot of people are like i can't believe she's doing this all from her phone there weren't yeah there i were, couldn't fucking like, do like that oh my phone. god it's, it's really cool that the data the cell phone towers database was exactly the format they needed it even though they planned on this python script planned on just reading it these phone numbers off of the air like there's there's Real life, nothing works this cleanly but i mean yeah it makes it super yeah. and, and also elliot and darlene are super hackers so mm -hmm. there you go True. They're leaping tall buildings. Uh, but that's basically it. That's the entirety of the hack. Now, and here's the thing. That I think it all is, checks out more or less. Here's the thing that's that, that's 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 one of the top dab things is that these bank employees have to. They're they're so secure. They require these physical fobs that mm -hmm. are a much much stronger security than than the cell phone based two factor authentication because yeah. as we saw in this episode, that can just be sniffed over the air. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, but all these like powerful Deus group guys just get like uh you know a, a code a six digit code sent to their cell phone like your grandma, 
at her. Well, that's another layer. Chase Manhattan account, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, but but it is another layer, right? Because they uh -huh. had to get through both of these layers. So mm. it wasn't like they weren't protected by the fob. They just weren't protected by their own fobs. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess like, I don't know. It's borderline. I, I'm willing to give it to him. Sure. Like I've seen. I got bigger fish to Sony, fry. So I, I'm the way I'm saying. A, a global corporation like Sony gets hacked, and you see that they have in their fucking database unencrypted credit card numbers and passwords and shit. And I'm like, how could a company this big that knows the importance of their data and the ramifications of losing that data mm -hmm. ever store data like this? Mm -hmm. And yet they do. So like, I don't know. How how much security? is too much security. I think when that's a great so question for the Dark Army to think about. And I think the Dark Army is different from Sony Entertainment, but... I agree, but yeah. also the Dark Army is the Dark Army. And, and you, no just, one can be perfect. you don't fuck with the Dark Army, right? Yeah. And if you do, they have other means yeah. to come after you. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how much means they have when they're fucking broke. <laughs> yeah, completely broke. Uh, So... I, I was a little surprised, and we talked about this a little bit in the last scene, but Elliot, Elliot is clearly like shook by White Rose's promise. Um, mm -hmm. When he talks with Darlene in this scene, you can tell that like he doesn't want to say too much because he knows that he was just about to, to at least hear White Rose mm -hmm. out uh, before you know Darlene calls up and says, hey, check the TV. Yeah. The way they portray it is almost like uh, Saruman from Lord of the Rings, where it's like he's got this mm. silky voice and it's almost magical. Like yeah. you know, you 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 the throw down your swords in front of him, even though you know it's a bad idea. It's it's wild that both Elliot and Price almost fell for this. Like it's like mm -hmm. such a he's so charismatic and and and, and the, uh, Price explains it as like you know his greatest weapon is to use people's own regrets against them yeah, and weaponizes reg regret destroy. predator yeah yeah regretitor <laughs> <laughs> um i so yeah it I, that i don't have a problem with that yeah Edie wong's no. fucking amazing he'd probably mm -hmm. talk me into a couple things i'd regret yeah yeah like hacking, like, like oh yeah, turning, hacking, hacking. That's what it is. Like sure. turncoat uh -huh. on the FBI, that yep. kind of thing. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so there's also an assertion by Philip that Elliot truly hurt White Rose, uh -huh. and the only one who could, and the White Rose believes it too. Why? Like Man, I, this I've goes never back quite to the father, the son, how obsessed she is with the symmetry. Like it's like some kind of flaw in her weird way she sees the world. That like Elliot is this product of this tool. He's this a second generation tool that she herself created. And I, I guess I've never quite gotten my head around it i don't either like and it's borderline i wonder if that that will because i think this is the core of the mystery such as it is in the show is like you know yeah. why what why was mr alderson so important why is elliot then so important why is he the only one why does but, it have to happen now and not three months from now but, like, but scenes like this uh -huh. tell me that i should already know the answer to that question well, but and I don't feel like I do. Price, I don't and, think Price knew. He says I've always suspected that he's the only one that can hurt you, and like this is a confirmation of his private theory. But like we don't mm -hmm. know why he thought that. Um, 
I think it's, I think it's tied up yeah, in like I, don't, the, I, don't know. I think it's tied up in her some kind of weird sense of irony and time and like using it is. I, yeah. But the problem the problem here is, I think uh-huh. some sort of weird like all of those adjectives, all of those descriptors are why I don't quite have my head around it, and uh-huh. I don't know if I'm supposed to be feeling that or if I'm supposed to have already understood exactly what elliot means to white rose i'm feeling that and i read a lot of stuff on the internet and a lot of email and it seems like nobody's got the so like if if you're feeling lost you're in good company okay and if somebody like if one of our audience members understands this Mm -hmm. uh feel free to write in and let us know because i'm super curious so another thing about this scene is i think that the account overdrawn messages that show up on white rose's phone are a little silly um, there are an awful lot of them. I don't know why they're even going off, uh, unless they ran this script too many times <laughs> and they're trying to pull $140 billion out 15 times in the span of two seconds. I think it's a little bit of a lampshading the fact that like Asmil probably knew he's th- flying a little too close to the sun here. It's like the, the idea that white Rose would have all of his, uh, her liquid assets in a single account is mm-hmm. mine, like let alone a, a single bank, let alone a single account. So having multiple accounts firing yeah. off and then maybe if I'm a super duper billionaire, I've probably like, you, you, know, you know how many ticky tacky transactions you get? Like yesterday I bought a, like a Red Bull at a gas station for two fifty or something like that. Like mm-hmm. imagine that at a billionaire scale, there must be money just flying in and out of accounts all the time. So I, if you took one to zero, it would instantly start like... I don't think I would have alerts set up on my phone for account overdraws because it never fucking No, happens, that's that's right? the funny <laughs> thing. Like she's got some kind of overdraft protection right. or yeah, like, yeah. you know... Yeah, yeah, she signed up for that. She clicked the checkbox. It was yeah. like, oh yeah, if my like, checking account ever goes... Like the Cypress National giving her face like, you just approved uh, 100 <laughs> F-16 sales in Saudi Arabia. Or if you made this purchase, then press C to confirm. Right. Uh, you know, right. it's like, does she get that kind of stuff too? Yeah, they yeah. Shut down her car. You and... just bought five tons of lithium in the Congo, yeah. uh, but we see that you just had a, stake a, in New York. Is... A foreign transaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. like, yeah. Are, did you travel? <laughs> Reply yes. Cypress Nationals fraud prevention team is hard at work for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's it is. It is fucking silly, but what else? You needed. You, it, it had to happen this way so you get the shots of everybody being angry and. And so Philip Price could shine her, shine her on one last time. And he does a hell of a job. The, sure. the, maybe the best line of the entire episode is uh-huh. where he says, you didn't, you didn't lose. You just ran out of time. Which is got to be the... Oh, man. Yeah, that, that's, a direct, uh, that's a direct assault on the thing she prides herself the most. Yes. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Um, and it's, it's, it's really just poetic, too, because like Philip took what White Rose cared about Mm -hmm. the most like white rose shot him but philip didn't care about his life philip won the game of spite right and then and he got some sort of uh i guess revenge for killing angela yeah and 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 beating him was more important than winning (laughs) himself so which he said seasons ago it is wild that the the main villain of season one got like a triumphant end you know I guess yeah. it's kind of like Darth yeah. Vader throwing Palpatine down the reactor mm-hmm. sh- the reactor chute. Very much. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think I wanted to see that two seasons ago. We just need to see Angela show up in a taxi and, you know, pull pull him in and drive him off and uh, burn him on a funeral pyre. <laughs> oh, boy. That really fuck with every perception I have of this show. 
Yeah, I want to see the Death Star blow up, man. Okay, we got to talk about this narration from Mr. Robot at the end because the hack goes off. Um, Philip breaks this news that now, okay, White Rose is broke, which causes White Rose to personally gun him down in the streets in view of everyone, anyone walking by. And Mr. Robot sort of narrates his victory, and he says, uh, and like that, Rome falls. No more Deus Group, no more top 1% of the top 1%, no more controlling every piece of our lives, no more playing God without permission. We took them down, all of them. Uh-huh. This all feels too storybook to me. No, this is why this is ridiculous, because the top 1% of the top 1%'s power does not rely on the liquid wealth that they have in a bank account. It relies on the assets they own. It has nothing to do with money. Own, People with property. that much money don't give a shit about money. They Well, that's not... I don't think that's true, but... It's it, it like their power is not entirely based on their money. It's it's their the assets they own, the companies they own, the favors that they owe, the information mm-hmm. that they know. That's what they care about. Yeah. And they use money to acquire those things. But like if you took all of the money away from, you know, like you, you drained all of Jeff Bezos of bank accounts the next day, he would mm-hmm. just uh, convert a billion dollars of Amazon shares into liquid cash the next day and he'd be back in business. And he would call uh, in all the favors of, yeah. of and, his and, buddies. Yeah, and, and all, all the logistics companies he owns, all the companies he that rely on Amazon. Like He would have so many allies that he could call upon right. that the idea He's not going to get the account overdrawn messages because he's no. going to be on the phone with his banker going, yeah, don't no. worry about that. No. And the banker's going to go fine. Okay. Yeah. No, to, 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 to like destroy, like to do that in like a single night would require like an act of terrorism with which the world and it would cause so much like you'd have to destroy entire companies entire like thousands the of five airplanes nine hack is actually closer the five nine hack if you wipe away enough records of uh-huh. things like real estate ownership so you just um, make business impossible to to yeah. conduct yeah yeah mm-hmm. and not just for those rich people but for right everyone right it, that, that's disrupt the entire economy that's closer to something sure. that might have an effect but you have just like in the five nine act you'd have massive collateral damage because like, the actual destroy yeah. the wealth you have to destroy the things that made the, the all the value that they have and that's not just the zeros and commas they've got in their bank account no and you have to disrupt the connections also that they have, which i think is the more compelling yeah. argument here for why white rose might have this reaction yeah i think well, it's the trust of the deus group yeah i mean means more to her this congo project is what means something to her sure the deus group is helping her with that and but why now that she's a, lost the faith of the deus group yeah. they'll no longer help her and therefore this congo project is in jeopardy yeah yeah i mean i i the other thing there's a lot of other things because i feel like if this happened like so I think what you're supposed to understand is that they took this money and transferred it into a like some kind of Bitcoin or cryptocurrency account and then just just threw it away. Kind of in yeah. much the same way that there's like some dumb fuck in the UK Maybe that has like two hundred million dollars worth of bitcoins on a on a USB drive that he's trying to find in the junkyards of London or whatever. Like it's something kind of Elliot did. He transfers a digital wallet and then deletes the digital wallet. I think it went into Romero's estate. Uh huh. Oh, That's really? what I think. Yeah. Um, I mean that uh, that 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 I think is implausible because there's not enough there's not enough like cryptocurrency. No, the in market the world. cap on Bitcoin is like a yeah. few billion. They, they did show that like maybe that they're being hoisted by their own petard a little bit because one of the things they did in response to the five nine attack is use that lack of faith in the currency and economic systems to press this e coin thing on mm-hmm. the world. So maybe. You know, the, the the maybe that that is something that could be done, but it just also feels like at the end of the day, on a hack of this scale, 
that what you could just do is restore from backups and just put everybody back. Yeah, um, I mean, people were talking about a lot of solutions. Fork the, the this the also this money would not be crypto. in one bank; it would be across many different banks and many different countries. It would they'd yeah. also have piles of like real like you know non liquid but close to liquid thing like gold and silver investments and I there's just yeah the, 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 this I mean, is to impossible. Take out Jay Leno's wealth, you'd have to get his garage too. Sure, like you can't take the money in his bank account. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, but they needed to have a Death Star that had to have a thermal exhaust yeah. port that is not shielded, and the Empire doesn't think that a single man fighter can. You know what I'm saying? It has to be silly so it can work and yeah. it can be a crowd pleasing moment. So here, here's the other thing. Let's let's throw this monkey wrench into our objections. Yeah. The entire time, the threat that I think Elliot has been surviving under mm-hmm. is that he will go public with all of White Rose's Congo plans if he's killed. I think he's got this dead man switch. Um, the release is all of that. Now, Darlene's just gone ahead and done that. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, the more devastating thing here is not the money. It's it's about essentially the loss of White Rose's lover forever. Mm. Like White Rose believed with this project that she could bring him back somehow, right? Mm. So now that everything is public, the Congo project isn't going to happen, most likely. The Deus group isn't on her side anymore. Everything she's worked 30 years for is gone. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is the more obvious reaction that she has here. Mm -hmm. Even though Philip (laughs) is saying, you're broke, we're all broke, ha, 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 ha. Uh I don't even think Philip quite understands it because Philip mm. doesn't know the things about White Rose that we do. Plus, he thinks it's a bunch. The other thing is, he thinks it's a bunch of bullshit, which it could be. But yeah. White Rose doesn't think it, right, it's, right. Her her plans are bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know if the day is group, and that's what makes me think that maybe this storybook narration that we got mm. is going to prove to be false. So in what way? Mistaken. In that we don't we didn't actually get the top one percent of the one percent. They this barely affects them at all like we're saying, because there was that scene where Irving, I think, took Elliot to the building or whatever. And, yeah, and said, showed them partying in the height of the So they don't fight. give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you destroyed the economy, they're still partying. They don't right. care. Because they, once they this gets put back are going to make more money off They'll this. buy it all for pennies on the dollar. Right. This is an richer. opportunity yes, to them. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I wonder if that's not the same thing that's going to happen here. And it would still be devastating to White Rose because the project is now uh, dead. No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Man, I just don't know. To me, yeah. I think this story is going to be White Rose is now a wounded animal that is lashing out, and she's, her back is to the wall, and she's mm-hmm. going to come after. Uh, in fact, it's kind of bizarre to me that she makes eye contact with Elliot. She has her goons right there. It seems like she could just be like run across the street and get that fucking twerp in the hoodie, uh-huh. that pipsqueak in the hoodie. But I don't know. Maybe it's more of like she's just like she she's this this uh she just like freezes up like she she can't even process what she's seeing the fact that this is mm-hmm. the guy's why I, I don't know um but like obviously there's it's going to uncharacteristic be for her. there's four episodes left and at least an episode or two is going to be the wrath of White Rose. Some of that will be dealing with Elliot's other altar, mm-hmm. um, t- showing what he did, quote unquote. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of time left. But I'm, I also am. My expectations are going to be that I, I'm expecting this to be definitive. That this is like this is essentially, um, you know, that point in the movie where the villain is beat and they can no longer win and they're wounded, but they can still kill the hero. Yeah, 
Um, and I think that's, even though I don't think it's plausible and for all the reasons we just talked about, I think that's what Sam Esmail wants us to think and believe. And, you know, now we got to see White Rose strike back and then we have to have Revenge mm-hmm. of the Elliot and a Return of the Elliot or I don't know, the Return of the Alternate Personality and, and mm-hmm. then we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. All right, two other things I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, this last scene is White Rose calmly applies her makeup and the FBI comes knocking. Uh, and a, what I what in my mind I am picturing is a Scarface esque uh, battle rages in the halls of her it's home. It's just those automatic weapons and people screaming. Yeah. How many Christmas trees got dashed to the floor? I, I heard Sam Esmail shout, <laughs> "Say hello to my little friend." <laughs> uh, uh, lots of Christmas trees hit uh-huh. the floor. Hello in parentheses to my little friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's lots of Christmas trees just stacking up like so many <laughs> FBI agent bodies. It's it's a grim, grim harvest being reaped down in that lobby. So did the FBI re- is- expect this kind of resistance? Because clearly they come. I don't armed. think so. No. Did they? Did the doxing include the dark army connections? Because maybe they might. Well, expect so it. my 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 thing is that like there's they were on the move because of the the Dominic thing. They were they they're going to respond to Dominic. She's going to tell them exactly yeah. what's going on, and they're going to be in motion by the time. Like I don't think the FBI mobilized this hit squad in like 15 minutes. I I think they've had an, a couple hours to prep this, and I think they okay. think that they're going to roll up on some high placed Chinese diplomat, and they'll probably have armed security. I don't think they're expecting a fucking army to fight. Yeah, because like clearly next week is not going to end with or they're going to not going to start with White Rose in you know handcuffs or being killed. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, it's it's uh, she's going to fight her way out of this, and then Elliot's going to try to fight his way out of it. And then I that's the thing I I don't see how Elliot wins like. They, they, there's lots yeah. of evidence that Elliot, if he's not stuck in an Alderson loop, is going to be in a body bag at the end of this this season. Um, there's been a <laughs> lot of like you know death howls aside. There's been a lot of like you know hints that it doesn't look good for him, and yeah. I don't see it either. Like she's got nothing to lose. There's no reason for her to keep from killing him now. In fact, every reason to do it. And the only way he survived at this point is because he always been, has been able to pull something out of his ass or prove his usefulness or something like, and she's just not going to hear it anymore. Yeah. So how does he Could, win at, 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 at this? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Probably doesn't. Joey uh, badass. Yeah. Joey badass the only versus way. the dark army. Yeah. Sure. I got him. Yeah. Dom wick, Joey mm-hmm. badass. <laughs> you got a real problem on your hands. Dark army. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I want to talk about briefly is Darlene's promise to Dom that she could save her from her fate with this hack. Turned out to be true, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, assuming she survived that stabbing, uh, which I hope she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she actually did it. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that if my headcanon's right, then we're going to find out that Dominic is... Uh, Oh man, that would suck if she's actually somehow leading or like on the scene of the raid and mm-hmm. she ends up getting I could see that too. Like her in a car outside, like following it on a radio and she's wounded and I, I kinda want a confrontation between her and White Rose. They've had one. Like she would recognize her, absolutely. She walks out of that like whatever conf- like they they talked in China. That was the whole like clock speech and the uh... they 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 met. So like if if they walk out and they, they see each other, I think the White Rose would be like, "Huh, Jacques, you know." I forgot about that. Am yeah. I wrong? Did I ma- imagine? No, I that? think you're right. Okay, yeah. yeah. She was certainly in that hotel when yeah. the, the massacre happened. Yeah, I thought that she, they had a meeting with with the uh, director Zhang, 
Or did she get left outside? She got left outside while Santiago went in there. Is Santiago the one that had that meeting? Yeah. Yeah, because she was in the lobby. She that she got shot, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that scene. Yeah, and I don't know exactly which scene it was, but I do know uh, I do know that they have met. Um, and I think that it would not be implausible for them to recognize each other if they met on the street. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, But I don't know. Don's probably in a hospital. She'll probably be fine. Yep, probably. That's it. That's all I got. Um, yeah, uh, that's all I got, too. Shall we get to write the feedback? Let's do it. You can send feedback, of course, to robot at baldmove.com or get on our forums, forums.baldmove.com. Let's start it with Adam H. During the last scene in the last episode, request timeout. I noticed more than even before the all safe sign that now says AI safe, prominently featured behind Mr. Robot. Got me to thinking, as I don't think it's by accident, that maybe the last personality is in fact an AI that Elliot has already built and doesn't know about. I keep thinking that Elliot, as a flesh and blood person, cannot possibly defeat an organization such as the Dark Army, even if he took all their money. But what if Elliot, with the help of a final personality built on an AI, or maybe the AI being the third personality itself, or even crazier, Elliot built an AI with multiple personalities that couldn't easily be thwarted even against something like the Dark Army? Defense in depth. Hmm. Do you think there's any there there? Is this whole series taking place in an artificial intelligence consciousness on his laptop? I mean, that's, I, I mean, you're not being, are you being serious? No, I'm being okay. serious. Because I'm like. <laughs> Come on, I just yeah. told you that I wouldn't like that yeah, ending. Yeah. There was, man, I remember there's a theory a couple years back or a season or two back. It said something about there was an implication that Elliot might have a chip in his head. Yeah, I heard some people saying that, yeah. And that there's and like. That he was an actual robot, yeah. Well, or he's like a cyborg, something mm-hmm. to it. It's like, I just, I don't, I don't know. Because Sam Ellis no. smells. public comments and maybe he's a liar liar pants on fire is that this isn't as sci-fi as you think Mm -hmm. and that's why i'm really keeping my expectations modest i don't think there's going to be some matrix thing i don't there might be some kind of like virtual reality or you know primitive some some way that like um you know i'm thinking of like uh that 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 concept in like rick and morty where you've got a rick uh, re- constantly reliving his uh, the first time his daughter said I love you and they mm-hmm. just farmed that like like m- maybe you can like plug into something that like uh, makes you feel safe and secure and I, I, but but to what end like is that something you're gonna put the whole the whole world into like if if I take Esmail out as word it's not gonna be that sci-fi but the one kind of saving grace I've got is that sci- that that white rose believes in a project that is actually crazy and dumb and won't work yeah which i think is entirely possible people very much so you know rich rich people can be blinded by their own biases and by their own grief and um i mean they, look at the hyperloop yeah well i mean or yeah or like uh what was that the theranos uh sure yeah you know you had so many rich powerful people throwing their money over this this pseudoscience shit because they just got caught up in this personality and mm, look at the cyber truck yeah so i i <laughs> look at the cyber truck exactly <laughs> i'm just throwing there's, there's, shade. there's there's one man who had a crazy vision <laughs> that just wouldn't fucking work and everybody yeah. told him it wouldn't and there you go i i, I that's no, what I, think I take your point happen. and i i totally agree i think it is far more likely the white rose is delusional she's mentally ill um and it's all been you know part of this i want my lover back thing. yeah and, you and know, i'm living in an insane world like yeah i kind of get it was the founder of the theranos elizabeth uh 
I don't. I'm glad I don't know her name. Yeah, I th- I think that she hornswoggled White Rose into like not 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 only do I have a device that can do a thousand blood tests from a drop of blood, but it also can bring back dead lovers. Yes, yes. If if I can secure your funding for for round three, I can I can guarantee that feature yeah. will be in. Yeah, that's how it went. Right. <laughs> and I'm gonna miniaturize it so it'll fit on your desktop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll bring bring resurrect your lovers with the, something from the size of a thimble. Mm-hmm. The size just, of a thimble. It's just a three D printer that just prints a plastic <laughs> prints out, cast of their yeah, and some kind of ga- garish color. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like uh-huh. a hot pink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh huh. Or it's like uh, it just three D prints <laughs> some kind of like not even like a real good love doll, just no. like an inflatable one. It, it's its main feature is it blinks. <laughs> like oh, the eyelids move. Look. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Tom W., watching the big reveal in episode seven of Mr. Robot's Origins as a protector of Elliot from his father's sexual abuse made all sense, uh, all made sense, rather, given what we know about his role in Elliot's young life, as well as the role he's played this season. But it's hard to go back to season one and understand why it was this part of Elliot that was instigating the takedown of E-Corp. Was this all a way to channel Elliot's anger away from the realization he was molested and his father may not have even been killed by the Washington Township Project? Otherwise, the retcon doesn't feel like it tracks through all four seasons. Yeah, don't they... Doesn't Christian Slater say something to that effect in this episode, in the beginning? He kinda. says something like, I I needed to give Elliot something to do. Yeah, and this is kind of like what I was going with the Memento comparison, that you've had a aspect of his personality hijack him to yeah. do these things. Or maybe... You know, there was this theory that I, we talked about a couple of weeks ago that, like, Elliot's father didn't die at the Washington Township plant. It's just that he controlled C, controlled V, copy and pasted that for his father's death for, that he knew from his best friend as a way to not talk about what really happened to his father. Um, yeah. And it could be that, like, he's doing all this for Angela, you know, that this is something that he's that, that, that he's doing because he can't help himself. He can't, you know, there's there's nothing he can do to get justice for himself. His father's dead. Uh, the crime's already done, but he can he can avenge Angela's parent. Um, mm-hmm. There, I think there is something to that. Um, yeah, but no, I don't think that you know his repressed anger at his his child sexual abuse is literally being taken out on on E Corp. I don't think there's a, a connection there. Um, so anyway, uh, moving on to Kirsten. I feel like the show would be making a fatal error if it turns out Angela's not actually dead, especially in light of the most recent episodes. At the end of the previous episode, Elliot made statements to Mr. Robot, to us, and to himself that he would not want to change the past, even though it's monstrous and tragic, because then he wouldn't be who he is. White Rose just tested that sentiment in this week's episode, and Elliot responded in the way I hoped he would, with the lovely, timely assist from Darlene. However... I've seen some upsetting theories about Angel's return after this episode. Mm-hmm. Elliot has just begun to attempt to cope with his past by integrating it with himself instead of constantly ignoring its existence and pushing it away. Bringing Angela back would fly directly in the face of his budding progress for Elliot, or this budding progress for Elliot. Her death happened, and that's final. The consequences of her death need to be dealt with. Trotting Angela out like some carrot on a stick is regrettable, but I choose to look at it this way. We got to see that Elliot is growing as a character, and it was in a way that tipped White Rose's hand, revealing how desperate she was when she realized this hooded pipsqueak uh, was actually in the process of springing an effective trap on her. Uh, yeah, I I'm pretty sure that Angela's not coming back in a literal, real sense. Mm-hmm. She should she could come back in some kind of phone phony fakey counterfeit sci-fi simulation way that could really play on Elliot's fragile emotions. But I think the Angela entity that we know is, is absolutely dead. 
No. I'm with you. Unless, unless Sam's been lying and she got replaced by a clone when she went to be interviewed with her younger self and that clone is the thing that came back and got killed. and that she's... They haven't hinted at clones in this I show. know. That's why I'm just so, saying that like that's the I only answer. I don't think answer. that's going to happen. That's the only way like Angela could literally come back as if like what we thought was Angela for like two seasons was some kind of bullshit replacement and the real one's right. back in cryosleep. This but is Watchmen. That would make sure. Sam Esmail a giant fat liar. Yeah. She might be. Who knows? Mm-hmm. we'll see Lucas G I know this has come up a lot in previous seasons but in this episode there does seem to be another connection to the book or movie of Lolita mm-hmm. Darlene transfers the Deus's group's money to an account by the name of Dolores Hayes which of course is the name of the 12 year old girl uh, uh, referred to ha- as Lolita has in, been in the all novel. series has been. Note, like that's nothing new well but they're going to get to something okay uh, there's additional similarities I would like to go over, Jim, and then use the ending of Lolita to propose an ending to the show. The protagonist of Lolita is an unreliable narrator, like Elliot, who uses a pseudonym. He falls in love with a 12-year-old girl and basically spends the entire book trying to sleep with her, eventually marrying her mother and becoming her stepfather. I've never read Lolita, and I hear it's a serious work of important fiction, but every time I see someone discuss the plot, I'm like, how? Mm-hmm. Like, how is this not just the world's highest class kitty porn? Right. Like, what the fuck, man? Um, he doesn't want to full out rape her because he's fucking classy. So instead, he finds a way to manipulate her into sexual favors, a.k.a. grooming. Now, we know the main. Huh? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a mm-hmm. he's care- careful massacre of the, the bourgeoisie. Now we know that the main cause of Mr. Robot, the book seems an even larger inspiration of elements in the show. The book has a fictitious preface by a psychologist stating that his psychologist, this psychologist is presenting a memoir, which is an actual story. This idea of a story and a story is resonates with a lot of the show. I believe the, the show has actually done that like the whole Alf thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, finally the conclusion, the protagonist dies of a heart attack in jail after killing a different man who groomed Lolita uh, but I don't believe Elliot is modeled after the protagonist. I think he is more closely resembles Lolita, and she dies in childbirth on Christmas Eve, which would put us right around this time of year, although, of course, the timelines don't match up exactly. Mm-hmm. I think, therefore, that the third person out of Elliot is the real Elliot, and has since and since he has been sleeping uh, so long, it still has the mindset of a child. And the birth of this third personality will kill the Rammy version of Elliot and maybe the Mr. Robot alter as well. Basically, the Alderson loop theory, Elliot will reset and begin his loop again or exit the loop if it's a more of a happier ending. Uh, that seems reasonable to me and seems to fit like a lot of thematic things. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And yeah, like for hmm. whatever reason, Lolita has been all up and I mean, there's been like constant references to that. Oh, to yeah. Both the movie and the book. So Interesting. Yeah, I like the idea. I, that, like, I don't know what to add on to that. It seems like you've pointed out all the stuff and not having read Lolita. I don't yeah. know. So uh, good job there, Lucas. Thanks for taking a bullet and reading Lolita so I don't have to. <laughs> you're on a list. <laughs> you're on. You're now on a list. <laughs> Doug L says, this episode opened with what, to me, seemed like a clear reference to the Portal video game series. Did you see that one coming, Jim? In that are, game... are you talking about the, the signs on the wall? Yeah, the hall? yeah. In the game, you find awake to find yourself in an AI-run test facility where you escape using a gun that shoots portals to solve puzzles and traverse environments. Specifically, you fire a gun to create a blue portal and an orange one. Walk into a blue one, you come out the orange one, vice versa. Beginning of the episode, Mr. Robot walks down a long blue hallway and emerges in a more orange-toned environment. 
notably ahead of and then behind Robot as a symbol that looks strikingly similar to the game's logo of a person going through a portal. What's more, the blue and orange seem close to particular shades of those colors used in the game. I don't have, I mean, this is, I Doug don't L is exactly right. He's, He's 100% right. right. But what does it mean? It's like if they put Space Invaders or Pong or something <laughs> somehow in the episode, what would it mean? There was a claw machine in the F Society. <laughs> right. What? So why does it matter, Jim? Why Doug does L it? Says. Yes, please I've been nursing me. the idea that this show is about uh, this show about hacking, uh, so White Rose's big machine should fit into that motif. It made sense that the machine could, in some fashion, hack the physical universe, but the episode's okay. cold open suggests Elliot did something and recently woke. It would make sense that a sexual abuse survivor would craft a virtual world as an escape from that horror. This could explain White Rose's desire to use a device to break free from that world into another where, for example, her lover and Angela would really still be alive. What do you think? Is simulation theory an option here? Or on Portal Speak, is the whole cake a lie? Well, I, I mean, mean, the portals yeah. in Portal don't transport you in anything but physical space. So I don't know how you get out of this this universe or whatever well i mean here's the thing this is a lot like saying i've noticed several things such as constant references to back to the future and mm -hmm. time trials like they are clearly baiting some kind of big sci-fi thing yeah but also they're publicly stating that it's not actually going to be a big sci-fi thing so I don't know how I actually feel about that. This is kind of like a cognitive dissonance that I've lived with for a few years that Mr. Robot seems like it's about one thing, but it's actually about something else. Like, and I'd actually kind of be cool if this whole fucking thing was all about like surviving childhood sexual abuse. And that was it. That was the whole thing it wanted to say. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how everybody else feels about it because there's there's still, if you look at the theory threads, there's still a lot of people looking for this Android, looking for this yeah. AI, looking for this portal technology, looking for time travel, looking for a cyborg simulator. I And I don't... I mean, it's all there. It's absolutely all there to speculate I, well, on. I think the difference here, the distinction to be made is the same... is the distinction between an homage and a motif, right? Like... Mm. An homage doesn't have to mean anything within the context of a work, mm -hmm. but a motif and a theme would. Mm -hmm. So if these Back to the Future references are simply that, references, just homages to something that they love, that to me feels a lot more like what they're going for Except than for if it's just... Those Back to the Future did pay off in resetting the 5-9 the hack. Like it didn't literally come true, but it metaphorically reset the plot. You know, okay. like well, there's a lot yeah. made, made that this season, um, especially in the early goings, went right down like like very structurally and stylistically were very had a lot in common with the first season. And I think you can only tell the difference between the two in retrospect. Yes. So like we'll have to look back after the series ends. I, I don't know how much predictive power a reference has. Yeah. Right. And you, yeah. And you can do anything like there's not like there's. There's some people saying, oh, if it's going to be like this, I'm going to be mad. If it's going to be like that, it's going to be mad. Like, I, Don't it's more of like, <laughs> is it good? Yeah. Did it make sense in retrospect? Is this going to be like the, I mean, the best case scenario is this show is the most rewarding rewatch in the history of rewatches. Like, if all this Could stuff be. tracks and you watch it, and like, holy shit, knowing what I know now, everything in season one is completely, everything in like, even season two is much more interesting. Like, that's the... That is, I think, the brass ring we're going for, and it's all about the execution yeah. and whether it makes sense in, in hindsight. Um, 
and how much exposition you need versus how much of this is organic. Like, I, I just want it to be well-crafted. And, and the envelope of, like, honestly, if this is some kind of Matrix shit and it blows me away, I'm su as just as happy as if it's just a, um, you know, some kind of metaphor about how much being abused as a child can fuck you up. Mm -hmm. But also how much you can accomplish despite all those things. Like I, there, I, so many different ways the show could sat that end in a, a satisfying way for me. Yeah. So same here. Um, Sean H has the final question. I was wondering if you guys were doing a series wrap up podcast for Mr. Robot, like you've done for other shows, such as the leftovers and game of Thrones. I enjoy hearing you guys talk about television, Mr. Robot, especially, but I know it's also a busy season. Oh boy. Oh. Uh, Mr. Robot's ending comes at an inopportune time and that all good yeah. things must come to an end. Um, well, Sean, today we got kind of sort of confirmation through a source that cited USA Network but didn't actually have a quote to point to that the final two episodes of this show are going to air back to back at, on December 22nd. Mm -hmm. And if that is the case, then what I think we will do is take the week of Christmas off and then come back that next week and do... Uh, probably supersized episode where we talk about the double finale and we consider everybody's final feedback. That'll give everybody an extra week to get it in. And we'll just kind of do a combination supersized wrap up finale episode, because what we're not going to do is come in here on Christmas day. No, <laughs> I'm not going to tell my, my, my 12 year old, Hey, uh, pause on the Christmas present opening. Let me go to the office, record all this stuff and come back a couple hours later. Right. Um, and honestly, I think even if we did the, I mean, we, we know what the traffic happens on, like everybody, no one's listening to podcasts on Christmas day. Yeah. So, um, it's a bummer that the timing works out like this, but I think that's our best option. So that means you'll be hearing our thoughts on the final two episodes of Mr. Robot on this somewhere in the week of December 30th. Um, and again, since I haven't had this hard confirmed, our plans could change. Um, but that's how we're thinking about doing it now. But that, like I said, that gives you like almost a week and a half to get in feedback. Um, and you know, think about the episode and then we can, we can send off Mr. Robot in style, uh, you know, around New Year's Eve, I suppose. So that's all the feedback we have. And that's all the podcasts we have. Uh, we will be back next week, of course, with, uh, the next episode, White Rose's Revenge, <laughs> which is what I, what I think it's going to be. Uh, please send your feedback on that one to robot at baldmove.com. Also forums.baldmove.com. If you'd like to discuss any episode of Mr. Robot with, uh, your fellow fans, we'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. See ya.